Welcome on board today, a Wednesday. I'm excited for today. A lot of good stuff going on. Got a lot of uh, a lot of good things happening today. By the way, tonight, six to eight, it's the Bill Michaels Huddle, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. We're going to be at the uh, Thirsty Duck in Sussex. So come on out tonight. Looking forward to that. And today, so last week, uh, Ben, Kenny, remember we were going to make an announcement as to maybe doing a watch party? Yes, I do. Unfortunately. Okay, so, and it didn't happen because the Green Bay Packers ended up losing. So today, uh, in conjunction with our friends at Bud Light and the brand new Stillery in Grafton, Wisconsin, uh, we're going to be doing a, kind of a championship preview show because they still wanted us to go there and they still wanted us to come out and do the show. So uh, I had given them a couple of suggestions. So before we leave for Super Bowl, uh, they still want to be associated with football. So we're going to be at the Stillery in Grafton uh, just before the AFC and NFC championship games coming up on Friday, the 27th of January. And I believe we got a hell of a prize to give away. So uh, I'm, I'm checking on that. But all of this started to come together today. I've been in meetings since, I think, about 7.30 this morning. Uh, we got an announcement coming in the next week regarding the motorcycle ride, which I'm really excited about. So we've got that coming up. We uh, obviously have the Stillery uh, announcement. Uh, we were putting together. Um, we put together a package uh, for Super Bowl. And one of the things that we did was, uh, we, because we've been doing this now, I think, God, Mike Clements has been going to the Super Bowl since before they had it, I think. I think he was, uh, you know, holding Bart Starr's jock when Bart Starr was first in the Super Bowl. Uh, but Mike has been to a ton. I have, this will be, I think, my 14th or 15th Super Bowl, I think, we'll be at. Uh, so we've we've gotten uh, a few, I guess, I don't want to say privileges, but, uh, you know, we've gotten to know people there and the people that run it and such, and they treat us really well. So what we did was we did a live auction, and we auctioned off producer for a day. And basically what it is is through donations uh, to Fisher House, Wisconsin, uh, and through donations from some friends of ours out in Arizona, we were able to put together a package where we're flying a couple of people to Arizona, and they're going to meet up with us on Wednesday night when they get there. We'll already be there for almost a week at that point. But they're going to get with there their with us on Wednesday night. And then on Thursday and Friday, they get to basically be the floor producers for the show. So you get a chance to meet all the people that we have in the program, whether it's you know, Joe Montana or Brett Favre or whoever else happens to come by or whatever players or celebrities or whatever. So they get to hang out and they get to go walk because uh, when you're on Radio Row, it's just a who's who on Thursday and Friday anyway. So so it's all accommodations uh, paid for and the airfare is paid for and then they get to be producer for two days and then they fly back. On, they don't go to the game, but they fly back on Saturday uh, with their experience and then they get to watch the game, uh, you know, from their comf comforts of their home on Sunday. So we finalized all of that today. So that, that's been the morning. The morning's been kind of crazy. So sometimes, you know, in the morning I get up and I go work out and and then I'm huffing and puffing and I'm sweaty and I'm nasty and, and you know, I get a shower and that's my day. And then there's other mornings like today you feel really productive. You wake up and you go like, oh, boy, I accomplished a ton. That was really good. Really good day today. So I'm fired up. Ben, we got to get you out the Super Bowl, man. I know you got stuff going on, and Ebo screwed everything up this year. But next year, when we go to Vegas, 
uh, I think uh, I think you're you're, you're going to be with us next year. Oh, that'll you, you, that'll get dangerous. Got that to look though. forward to. Yeah, they got that to look forward to. I'm sure. You know, here's the thing: we could actually do the show since it's in the same time zone as Arizona. We could do the show at the same time. Ebo uh, and Nelson could go with us. They could hang out with us, so they could get all their interviews for their show the afternoon of, and then play them back the next morning, which would be kind of cool. See, they could go with us. They don't realize that. They would just have to get up really early in the morning out there as opposed to back here. They would have to stay on Milwaukee time. Oh, and I would sit in the studio here and press the buttons. No, we'd have to hire somebody. You know, we'd have to bring Connor over from, what is it? Connor's on JJO now, right? Connor's one of our weekend producers. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so we have to bring Connor over for a full week. Full week of those broadcasts, and Connor would have to do that. Become really astute. By then, we'd have to have another a, a hire along the way. But yeah, we've always thrown it out there. We're like, hey, look, you guys can go. I in to go to Vegas. Come on, did you see what uh, what Eva was wearing on New Year's Eve? I did. He was dressed like John Travolta's Norwegian cousin. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're I'm like, come on, this. Yeah, this has got this has got uh, Evo and and the wife written all over it. Going to Vegas and Nelson we could be sitting in a sports book and just you know watching things go. So yeah, it would be crazy. It'd be good stuff. We'd have a blast hanging out there in the giant Roomba. Come on, be awesome. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, that was this morning. But uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, first of all, today, uh, you know, I know Matt Lafleur. The other day, I wanted to let it sink in. And then, obviously, an article comes out, and I'm like, oh, okay, now's the time to talk about it. Because Matt LaFleur, he was not going to announce the world, oh, by the way, I'm firing Joe Barry. That was never going to happen. But the because there's ways to say things without saying things. When he was asked specifically, are you letting go of Joe, Joe Barry? Um, this was his response. Take a listen. The next two weeks, and obviously, it's time to make evaluations, and it's not finger pointing; it's just part of the process. Will, will Joe Barry be your defensive coordinator next year? That's that's what I anticipate. Yes, um, I would say this: that, like I said, we're we're at the initial stages of all the evaluations, and quite frankly, I don't I don't really anticipate a whole lot, if any, staff changes at all. I, I do think there's something to. The guys that we have in this building, um, certainly I think there's a lot of things that all of us can improve upon, most notably myself. Um, but I, I do believe in the people, not only in the locker room, but but our coaching staff. And, um, you know, like I said, are there a lot of things that we got to improve upon? Absolutely. No doubt about it. But I, I would, it's my intention to try to, have everybody back, and I think continuity, continuity is a big part of having success in this league. And There you go. It goes on from there. But basically the anticipation of bringing Joe Barry back uh, is there. Okay, now what he could have said when he was asked about it said, everybody's up for evaluation. We haven't even gotten that far yet. We're still talking to the players. Um, if and when there are changes, I will let you know. Uh, but as of right now, we haven't even done that. I mean, that's the easiest way to say it. That, that That's the easiest way to say, I haven't made any decisions. We haven't talked about anything. Uh, I believe in continuity, but I, I, you know, everybody gets evaluated. That's it. But he didn't say that. 
He said, no, I, I expect him to be back, you know. I anticipate him being back, keeping everybody together. I don't anticipate, and somebody asked me, I think it was yesterday, and then it's come up before, but has Matt LaFleur actually fired anybody? I don't think he has. Nathaniel Hackett and Luke Getze both left to go to uh, Mo Drayton. Mo Drayton, yeah, he fired Mo Drayton. So uh, it's not like he hasn't let anybody go, but Mo Drayton was gone. So, yeah, he's done that. Um, so at the end of the season presser, Matt LaFleur said, you know, hey, I'm going to, you know, most likely endorse the idea of bringing him back. Um, now, interesting uh, on Packers Wire out of USA Today um, comes up and it says there is a case to say no, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, Joe Barry, uh, you can make a case for this defense not, you know, uh, living up to its to its expectation is the best way to put it. Packers rank second in cash spending on defensive players this season. Talent, never an issue. Expectations, rightfully high. Failures, far too often. The goal is always to get better, but the Packers didn't do nearly enough in 2022-2023. So the Packers coach pointed out to a strong end of the season and a desire for continuity as his top reasons for reasons for keeping Joe Barry. And it's hard to endorse the idea. Should a descent, uh, a decent stretch, including games against two terrible offenses, the Bears, which were 23rd, and the Rams, which were 27th, uh, one half against a concussed Tua, Tua, you know, Tua who was throwing picks, you know, as if he was, you know, Oprah giving away cars. Uh, and an implosion from Kirk Cousins erase a stretch where the Packers gave up 27 or more points five times during the one in seven midseason funk. The numbers, they say, paint a clear picture. And they say, fittingly, the season ended with the Packers unable to get a stop on either of the final two drives against Detroit, who marched for the go-ahead touchdown and then killed the rest of the fourth quarter Following an interception uh, on a fourth and the season play, Jared Goff picked apart a zone coverage, a soft zone coverage again. Hopefully I said that loud enough so maybe Joe Barry just jumped up in Green Bay. So here's here's kind of the, the, the areas, all right? Points per game this year. Points per game. The Packers gave up 21.8. Ranked 17th this year, 14th last year. Basically, they stayed the same. Yards per game, 336.5 this year, 328.2 last year. This year they were ranked 17th, last year ranked 9th. They regressed there. Yards per play, they regressed there. Takeaways, they regressed there. Uh, Scoring percentage, they're 23rd in the league. They regressed this year. TDs allowed? Last year they allowed 44, this year they allowed 42. So they improved there by two. Passer rating allowed, they regressed there. Saxed, 39 last year, 34 this year, they regressed this year. Tackles for loss, they actually improved there this year. 68 this year, uh, 52nd last year. 32nd in the league they were ranked last year. Dead last. This year they improved to 24th. Yards per attempt, they regress. 
Yards per carry, they regressed. Interceptions, they regressed. They did improve on third down percentage. Last year, they were 42.9. This year, 37.6. But you and I both know that third downs, it was a little bit skewed because there was some second and longs that were getting converted into first downs, which they didn't face a lot of third downs in that sense. Fourth down percentage, they regressed. Uh, Red zone TD percentage. They actually improved, believe it or not. They were 30th last year, 13th this year. Average yards per drive, they regressed. Average points per drive, they did improve by two points, or by a half a point, I should say. Penalties, they regressed, and then it goes from there. And the pro football uh, focus grades, they regressed as well. Barry never made it to year three in his previous two stints as a defensive coordinator. He has two years and out in Detroit, uh, he was two years and out in Washington. Will Barry be around for a third season in Green Bay? Barring a change of heart from LaFleur, it looks likely he's going to be back. Even though they spent more money, more draft capital on the defense to bolster the defense, it regressed in almost, almost every category. Almost every category. And they regressed in scoring. They regressed in passer rating. That's after you got Jair back. Playing that soft zone in a third and season moment is the gutless call of Joe Barry. How in the world do you bring this guy back? I mean, at that point in time, you got to look at everybody and go, you got a man. You got to stop him. Instead, you put him in a zone. Uh, granted, there were two significant injuries. One, well, three, really. I mean, Devondre Campbell was gone for the mid portion of the season, but Rashawn Gary losing him, that hurt. And losing Stokes, who was not having a great season, but you waited for that to kind of all materialize. And then the misuse of Darnell Savage and whatever his issues were and not putting guys in the right place at the right time. There were some things there going on that it needed some massaging. But you should have known all of this. It wasn't like you got a whole bunch of new guys. Um, there is no case to bring Joe Barry back. But Matt LaFleur is going to. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. There, there you go. That's it. That's it. I mean, that, that it's a hell of an article. Uh, I can repost it over on the, the Facebook fan page, and I'll retweet it as well. But there it is. And yet, that's the guy they want to run back again. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water. Sloppy Joe's starting next Monday. Going to be open. Opening up on Mondays now. Half off wing night coming on Mondays. Trivia on Mondays. Sloppy Joe's in Hubertus on Hubertus. It is a true old style Wisconsin bar and pub restaurant. Just a great place. Great people. But they are now going to be open on Monday nights. So stop in for half-off wing night and trivia and such. Great place, great times. That's our friends at Sloppy Joe's. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S. Cunis RV right now, they are at the, the RV show. So if you're going to be uh, thinking about an RV anytime soon, Cunis RV's got you covered, but check them out at the RV show going on uh, this week. Stop out and say hello to our guys out there. Cunis RV, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer, your travel and camping experts. And if you're in the market for a motorhome, fifth-wheel, camper van, travel trailer, they got you covered. Jayco, Alliance, Coachman, Catalina, Dutchman, Forest River, Gulfstream, Nexus, Thor, Heartland. I can go on and on. They've got it all. Got it all. Stop in and see them at the RV show. If you Because now, it, it, go to the RV show because here's the reason why. If you've been thinking about doing this or a trading in or anything like that, rather than walking around, not that it's that cold outside right now. It's supposed to be in the 40s this weekend, for God's sakes. But if you're going to be, you'd rather do it at the RV show and go look in the comfort of, of you know, a climate-controlled venue rather than walking a parking lot right now. So stop out and see them at the RV show. Our friends at Cunis, get a, go to K-U-N-E-S, Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. And when you're out there, ask for my buddy Scott. Say, it's Scott Reamer out there. Ask for Scott Reamer. He's the guy. He the man. Stop in and say hi. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. So you just heard the statistics. And Matt LaFleur has said he really doesn't anticipate any coaching changes. And I, I agree with him in the sense of continuity is a good thing. No doubt about that. But I don't think you can ignore the lackluster defense issue. I know, put it this way, I know Brian Gudekins can't. You know, I, I just, Brian Gudekins can't ignore that. So... Uh, you wonder what those conversations are going to be like behind closed doors. I know Gudikin said earlier this year, uh, right uh, during the bye week, he said that, you know, hey, they support Matt and uh, they support that his decisions for coaches and such, and usually it's pretty much his call. Here's what Matt LaFleur had to say on what he saw from Barry's defense that makes him kind of want to bring him back. Although it wasn't always pretty, I think there's some some – I did think we started to improve as, as the year went on, and I thought we saw more of an identity. Uh, I th certainly, I thought last night we played well enough to win on the defense side of the ball. Um, you know, obviously gave up uh, the one big play and then the drive in the fourth quarter to where they where they took the lead, where you'd, you'd like to be better. But I thought there was there's plenty of opportunities out there for us as a team to not be put in that situation. Okay. All right. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Tyler listening to us in Buffalo. Tyler, welcome to the program, man. How you doing today? No oh, good, Bill. How's it going? I'm doing well. What you thinking? No, I'm just thinking I, I agree with you. I, I don't think there's any, any scenario in which Joe Barry should be back as the defensive coordinator because he just well, if you look at the sample size from the past two seasons and you don't see anything but mediocrity, then you're you're wearing the rose colored glasses because this is that's exactly what it's been. There's been ups and there's been downs, but when you allow five hundred straight five hundred yards of offense in what was it, four or five straight weeks? And don't mm -hmm. think there's something wrong with that defense. And it was against teams like Tennessee, which is a bottom of the league offense. 
Like, that's just not excusable. And that, what was it, like fourth and two or fourth and three? And what was it, Jair was playing like seven or eight yards off the ball yep. against the Lions? Like, what is that call? It's always a soft deep, zone that get, they go with. If you get yep. beat deep, you get beat deep. But you can't give up. Like, you might as well just let them not even play, not even move off the snap. Just let them walk over the first down line and hand it to them at that point. Because that's what you're mm-hmm. doing. You're literally right. You can have a harder time taking candy from an infant. Hmm. No, I I completely agree with you. I I thought for, to myself when they started to win that this was going to mask a lot of the problems, and sure enough. Uh, I guess Matt LaFleur is, you know, I, I know statistically he's got everything sitting in front of him. So he's looking at it and he's looking at a lot of the same statistics we are. And he's behind the scenes. We're not. But I, I don't know how you can look at this defense and go, oh, yeah, we got the got right guy running this. When all they did was put money into it and invest draft stock into it, I, I, you know, it should have gotten better, not worse. And it got worse. And that's the problem. Appreciate the phone call. Um, Rye says, uh, if LaFleur brings back Barry and misses the playoffs again next season, a coaching change is needed. Agreed. I completely agree. Completely agree. 100%. Because again, I said it yesterday. Joe Barry is the boat anchor you are now grabbing onto. He's not a life preserver. He's the boat anchor. And if you go down because your defense is same old, same old, and it's not better, then you down you go. Sorry about your luck. Because the get-out-of-jail-free card for Joe Barry and for Matt LaFleur was just played this season. You, you, this, this, if, you, if you get Rodgers back... Either or, really, to be honest with you, because you've been putting so much draft capital into your de- into your defense anyway. If this whole thing goes awry and you miss the postseason next year and you're not any better, then a change has to be made. Has to. Chuck says if Packers miss the playoffs again next year, regardless, Matt LaFleur should be gone as well. I'm 100%. You... You have some things that you have really missed on as a head coach. You did some really good things early on. Your offense was creative. You looked like you had a handle on everything. Like you really, you had a firm hand. And it was like, whoa, this is a breath of fresh air. This is kind of cool. And then gradually things have eroded. The hanging on to Mo Drayton for a long period of time when you knew your special teams were bad, I think is a travesty. I think keeping Amari Rogers in the return role, when we could all see it, how can we all see it and you can't? That was a travesty. Having Keyshawn Nixon on your roster and not utilizing him, a major embarrassment. A major embarrassment. How could you not know that he had that kind of ability? Were you that loyal and that afraid to make a change for a guy who clearly couldn't do it? That is a blemish. That is a black eye. I mean, there's so many things that you look look to and say, you know what, there was a lot of stuff here, and you, you couldn't fix it. 
That's on you. That's not on that's not on anybody else. That's the head coach, man. That's the head coach. First and goal and shotgun, empty backfields, five wides. Second and short, third and short, going long all the time. I mean, predictable, easy. We all saw it coming. We were all tweeting it out up in the press box. Here we go. Go deep. Sure enough. I mean, if we can see it, don't you think people that are spending all their waking hours figuring out your offense could see it and figured it out and knew what it was? So I, it, it, there, there was a lot of, a lot of things regressed with this team, a lot of things regressed regressed with this team. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. More of your phone calls. We'll get to everybody over on hold too. Coming up next on the Bill Michael. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, massive, massive blowout going on right now when it comes to their uh, their big clearance room in the back. And uh, we all know they're making room for what's coming up in the uh, new riding season. But if you are always looking for the best and selection and such, whether it's bikes or clothes or parts or what have you, they, uh, they have it. Uh, stop out to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc. WisHD.com. That is WisHD.com. But you got to go in. You got to go into the store right on Highway 67, just south of 94. You can't you, you can't miss it from the highway. It's right behind the Dockhound Stadium. But uh, stop out into Oconomowoc and uh, check out everything that they have to offer out there. Wisconsin Harley Davidson, good people, great place. I was just talking to them this morning, as a matter of fact, as we're solidifying some of the details for the motorcycle ride coming up later this year, uh, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, which that's going to be. We got some really cool stuff happening. Um, I can't. Um, we're crossing the T's and dotting the I's, and but I'm anxious. I cannot wait to uh, make the announcement. So, uh, stay tuned for that too. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Bob listening to us in Green Bay. Bob, welcome to the program, man. How you doing today? Not too bad. Yourself? I'm doing great. What's on your mind? Uh, well, uh, I've been listening to a lot of the talk radio locally here and stuff, and 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 I, I you're. You're hitting the nail on the head, but you're indirectly hitting the nail on the head. And I'm going to give Green Bay fans here a little bit of dose of reality. You know, bringing back the defensive coach because Lafleur said there's going to be no change in coaching, that's mm-hmm. a Lafleur decision. Um, letting Devontae Adams go was a Lafleur decision. Not bringing in uh, Mixon the way they should have was a Lafleur decision. Not realizing that you have uh, Aaron uh, Jones and A.J. Dillon in the backfield and not using them until pretty much halfway through the year it was a Lafleur decision. Um, everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers isn't a great quarterback anymore. He's just a good quarterback. Well, they don't have an offensive line to speak of, really, that protects him very well. If you put him behind uh, a good offensive line, He's going to be a great quarterback again where he's not running for his life. He's getting older. He doesn't have the legs he used to. But these mm-hmm. are all Lafleur problems. The coach, the problem in Green Bay is Lafleur, 
And to give him a, a get-out-of-jail-free card, I can't see it. I think he needs to go now. I really do. Because you have Barry Switzer here. Uh, Barry Switzer, too. The team that he inherited was not his team. The team he inherited was McCarthy's team. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Rodgers was here. Devontae was here. He he got the keys to the Ferrari, and he turned it into a freaking Pinto. Way to go, LaFleur. You need to go. That appreciate the phone call. That the interesting take there is that he inherited Mike McCarthy's team. Remember though, Mike McCarthy's team was underperforming. That was a team that when when Matt Lafleur took it over, was a bad football team. You know, I mean, there was a lot of people that wanted Mike McCarthy out. So I understand what you're saying. And remember, he took that team over that was a bad football team and then made it a good football team. So I can't sit here and say, oh, wait a minute, you got to blow Matt LaFleur out. He's got to go the whole thing. But what I can say is that over, you know, this period of time, we have watched the erosion of this football team. What was supposed to be getting better, the money was spent, guys were, you know, retained, players were kept. I mean, all the different, you know, ad you know, ads that they've had, defense was paid attention to, all of that. And it's not better. You know what I mean? It's it's you're you're sitting here now going, what the hell happened? You know, why why is it this way? So I I agree. I look, I I Matt LaFleur's responsible. And you uh, there are people that believe Matt LaFleur should go. I think Matt LaFleur is on the downside. That's just my opinion. But you, for a guy that came in and did things the right way and built a rapport with the quarterback and still has a rapport with Jordan Love, that's the other thing. If if Rodgers doesn't come back, now you got to wait and see what Jordan Love does under Matt LaFleur. You don't want to change that as well. Right? So, to me, uh, just my opinion, I think that you give Matt LaFleur a chance to kind of rectify this thing. Because if you get re- if Aaron Rodgers does not come back, then not only does Jordan Love get his first start, but now he's got to learn an entirely new system along the way. And and you know, I mean, whether or not he succeeds or fails, it chances are he's already starting out behind the eight ball. So I think Lafleur gets a chance to kind of rectify this. But the get out of jail free card is there. I mean, it's he that's been used up. But I have to consider whether or not Jordan Love is going to be the guy. 877-867-1670. Does that make sense? Ben, am I explaining it the right way? That it, you know, I, I'm not firing Matt LaFleur because he has had success. We all know that. But to me, I think you know if he grabs onto the boat anchor that Joe Barry and the, the defense is poor again, even after putting more resources into it, that then you you made the choice to keep Joe Barry and you got to go, right? Definitely. I think if you want to compare it to a like the college realm, coaches that tie themselves, like the analogy you're using, to a certain quarterback or a certain OC or a certain DC, that when those fail, it's it it reflects the head coach poorly. So 
I think we need to see LaFleur before anyone moves on. If he is, uh, if love is under him, we have to look at what it's like with that. Right. But if he ties himself to Barry, then that's his decision and he'll go down with the ship. I agree completely. It's like if, I mean, indirectly, Graham Mertz at Wisconsin. Like the Graham Mertz era, if he had won a lot more games, Paul Christ is still the head coach. But they didn't bring anybody in the portal and, and other things. And right. Paul Christ surrounded himself with an offensive staff that just did not cut it. And that's part, right. partially the reason he's not there anymore. So, oh, here's the other thing, and I just saw that. Uh, Mike LaFleur, Matt's brother, he is out. He's now looking for a job. There's your remedy. <laughs> Be great, but we need more shotgun. Yeah, more shotgun. Well, now LaFleur uh, yeah. won't have to play against his brother, which right. we saw how that went the first time. Well, unless he ends up somewhere else. But will he pick up his own brother because he comes out of the Shanahan system too? Remember, he was the passing game coordinator for the uh, for the Forty Niners. It's a good because question. He hire his brother, yeah. So now we wait and see. I, I also I'm just I, I get where the call is coming from that you know Lafleur is ultimately the decision maker, and there's a lot of a lot of things that I can point to this year and go didn't work out, and that's on your watch, and and he's one hundred percent correct. But I think. What you're going to do is give him one opportunity to correct this, but the the kind of the, the bloom is off the stem because now you've kind of seen all the warts. You saw him miss on Amari Rogers. You saw him not deal with disciplinary issues. You saw him hang on to a guy that clearly the defense regressed and didn't get better after they put all the money and resources into it. You saw play calling issues. You saw a lot of these different things come to the forefront that weren't there a year or two ago. And this is on Matt LaFleur's watch now. So if you have another season like this where you miss the postseason, you're gone. That's, that's not acceptable in Green Bay. You're gone. Out. See you later. So that, to me, and, that's, and plus, he hangs on to his job because if Rodgers doesn't come back, I think it's unfair to then go ask Jordan Love to go be the starter and, oh, by the way, learn an entirely new system. I, I just don't think you can do that. I think you have to hang on to Matt LaFleur at least for a year uh, and then if next year goes awry and Rodgers is back and it's bad, then it's just like, you know what, we're going to start fresh, and we hate to do it to you, Jordan, but we're, we're going to have you start over with another coach. So we'll see. But I agree. I don't know. He, Go ahead. He inherited Aaron Rodgers, which I think is a situation that's so hard to compare to others. Right. Where obviously that team was struggling. It was in a bad place. He had to rebuild not Rogers' confidence, but you know the working system of the offense around him. And clearly, it didn't work this year at all. All the other stuff, I agree. The special teams, the Keyshawn Nixon, the defense stuff. But I, I would have a hard time moving on from Lafleur until I see Jordan Love in his offense. Uh, yeah, I. It would be tough to move on from Jordan Love or from uh, Matt LaFleur with Jordan Love hanging there. Um, You know, look, you better hope that this season goes well. This upcoming season goes well. That's the best I can say. Do we real quick. Let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break, come back. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have begun rebuilding the roster for 2023. They've signed 13 free agents to the team, including running back Tyler Goodson, third-string quarterback Danny Adling, and linebacker Ladarius Hamilton. Matt Wolfler is holding end-of-season exit interviews with players and coaches, and that includes meeting with Aaron Rodgers today. I asked LaFleur if he's confident players and assistant coaches are open and frank to share any of their opinions or concerns when they meet with the head coach. I hope so. You know, I can't speak for everybody, but I can tell you that I am going to be just, I can speak for myself in this situation. When I have those conversations, it's, it's nothing but the truth, at least from how I see it. Guys have different ways of receiving that people can get either defensive about it or they can take it to heart and understand what the intent is behind it and the intent is always to push people to be their best wide receiver alan lazard becomes a free agent in march lazard was asked if he thinks aaron Rodgers will be back next year do you expect 12 to be back in the fold next year i don't know i don't know where i'm gonna be at i can't worry about somebody else have you done any, a lot of reflecting about that? When- you know, definitely going into the game, I kind of had a realization that my first game here and potentially my last game, which it is, um, was going to be versus the Lions at home. So, um, you know, I took just a few moments just to kind of soak it all in and just, like, pat myself on the back, I guess, and just be thankful for this opportunity and this experience to be here for four-plus years now. That's Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Lazard kind of saying, I don't know where I'm going to be. Calling it his last game. Interesting stuff. And uh, did not sound happy about it, I guess. Might be the best way to put it. 877-867-1670. Before we go any further, some really good news coming out of Buffalo. Damar Hamlin has been discharged from the Buffalo General Medical Center and the Vascular Institute. He was admitted on Monday, went through a comprehensive medical evaluation as a series of cardiac, neurological, and vascular testing, uh, which was yesterday. The critical care physician and chief quality officer uh, and the care team said that we have completed the series of tests and evaluations in consultation with the team physicians. We are confident now that DeMar can be safely discharged to continue his rehabilitation at home and with the Buffalo Bills. So there you go. 877-867-1670. That was really good news. 877-867-1670. Uh, Jordan on the uh, on the Twitter account says, I'd fire Barry and bring in a new offensive coordinator as well to call plays, but we both know that won't happen. Others have said, if you're going to bash Joe Barry, you need to be harder on Matt LaFleur's offense because it was far worse than a defense. It, the, the offense never got on track. Never. The entire season never got on track, not once. It looked like at times it would start to click, like it would move the football, and then it would revert back to crap. It never got on track. Never. 877-867-1670. Mike in West Allis. Mike, welcome to the program, man. How are you doing today? What's going on? I'm doing great. How's it going, Bill? I'm good, man. What are you thinking today? Yeah, so I I think Joe Barry's got to go. Uh, for two reasons. Number one, is there another team in the NFL that has invested more resources on the defensive side of the football than your Green Bay Packers? I don't think so. I mean, when you look at what they've done, eight out of their last nine first-round picks have all been defensive players. 
You brought in Preston Smith and Adrian Amos a couple years ago. You brought in Jerron Reed this offseason. You brought back Devondre Cabell and Rasul Douglas on high-priced contracts that basically took the place of what Devontae Adams would have gotten uh, in terms of a, a contract. So the cupboard is completely full, and yet you're still a middle-of-the-road defense. To me, that's a massive uh, underachievement and a massive disappointment. And number two, he doesn't know how to utilize his players. I mean, it took him over half the season to figure out how to utilize his best defensive player in Jair Alexander. You know, you didn't pay Jair Alexander $20 million to play zone coverage all season. You paid him that money to lock down half the field and to put him on the, the best offensive uh, wide receiver of the other team. You know, look what happened. Look what Justin Jefferson did that first game. Completely torched him. Look what he mm-hmm. did the second game. He did nothing because you put Jair on him uh, the entire game. And the fact that it took him over half a season uh, to figure that out is inexcusable. And then Devontae White, why did they draft him in the first round? They drafted him to take pressure off Kenny Clark and to give him more one-on-one coverage. And they really didn't play Devontae White until the last couple games of the season. And every time he was in there, he was productive. He was getting penetration. He may not have been getting sacks, but he was getting pressure on the quarterback and giving opportunities to other players. So I think all of that falls on Joe Barry, and I I think he's got to go, Bill. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, bud. He uh, and I don't disagree with any of that. Um, there are those that are saying that the offense was worse than the defense. The offense wasn't worse than the defense. Okay, statistically speaking, uh, the offense was ranked 14th. The defense was ranked 17th total yards per play. Offense was 13th. Defense was 28. Pro Football Focus grade. Offense 12th. Defense 21st. The, the, that's not what people are saying, though. What people are saying is the offense was worse. It's worse than what it has been. The regression offensively, the regression of the quarterback was far worse after back-to-back MVP seasons than what we saw out of the defense. If the, if the, if the quarterback had another MVP season, if he played to his standard quarterback rating of over 100, interceptions minimal, touchdowns over 30-35. If all of that would have come into play, the offense would have been drastically different. But what people, I think, are saying, because I'm watching people on Twitter and they're getting caught up in the numbers uh, that the offense uh, ranking-wise was worse than the defense, that's not what people are saying. What people are saying is the offense was worse this year than it was last year and then the year before. It has steadily gone down. It has become somewhat predictable. Second and two, third and one, whatever. We know it's you're always going to throw the ball deep. We're all we know that. Okay. First and goal, you're always going to empty the backfield and go shotgun. We know that. So that that's my point. Mark Schofield, SB Nation, going to be joining us coming up next. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael show. This portion of the program brought to you by good friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders. And uh, they can help you out big time. They got a 98% success rate in helping you out. So think about it. Call them, 414-455-4451. Anywhere in the U.S., 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. Or if you're looking to just get more energy, could be low T treatments, lose some weight, they can help you out there. So many different ways to help yourself, but you can't do anything if you don't call. 414 455 4451. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.
The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.